What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 272, alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Lincoln, how you doing? You're back. I'm back. back. I missed yes. you guys. It's good to be back for the original crew. I love it. Exactly. I know. Totally. Happy Pride Month. I don't know that we got to wish you that yet. No. So happy Pride, happy Month. Pride Month. Yay. <laughs> yes. And speaking of Pride Month, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, one of them being in, well, one thing I went to the Eagle. I'm going to talk about that a little later in the show here in New York City over the weekend. Things are opening up, which is so nice. And I ran into uh, I was a former gymnast for so many years and went to Berkeley and all, but in my adolescence of all times, I went to this annual summer camp. I looked forward to it every year. It was in the mountainous regions of Santa Cruz Mountains. I know you probably know that area a little bit. I do. So pretty. And I, every summer I went for one, sometimes two weeks, and I later became a counselor there. And it was just like the... the everything to me because not only it was camp but it was like we did some camp stuff like at night we had dances of course which was a lot of fun but <laughs> we also had campfires and you know we did the traditional stuff but during the day it was all in gymnastic classes with some of the best coaching and lo and behold there was a guy that it was in there back in the day Yes, I'm in New York City. Every time I start the show, it's like <laughs> these days, my goodness. Um, so there was a guy that was about actually exactly my age. And we got along back then. Well, he is now 50, like myself. We lives in New York City. And every time we see each other, we are like love fest because we're like, oh, my God, we used to know each other as kids at that gymnastic camp. And so to me, that is like a prideful moment to, you know, obviously we were well, not obviously, but we didn't know we were gay at the time and we were just, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, young kid gymnasts. And yeah. so we are always like hugging each other and like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So it's Aww. just fun to always see him out and about. Shout out to Clark because um, he's a lot of fun. Uh, anyways, in speaking of pride the netherlands has marked pride season by painting what is essentially to believe the longest rainbow bike path in the world and the path can be found in ulrecht science park it's a university in the city of alt uh, excuse me ultricht ultricht of course i'm probably butchering that sorry germany (laughs) (laughs) the netherlands excuse me the netherlands um there's about a 45 minute drive outside uh, south of amsterdam and the path was the idea of 22-year-old student Eli- Elias Van Morik. And in a press statement, he said, a lot of people live, work, and study in Utrecht Science Park. It's therefore, it's therefore great that such a location, you get a symbol that shows everyone is accepted. It's really cool. I know I sent you guys the link to it. It's pretty cool, huh? 570 yeah. meters long. Amazing. Yeah, he's quoted everyone he's quoted as saying, so regardless of your color, sexual orientation, cultural background, but also regardless of your disability or your parents' income, we prefer to look at the human being with everyone's own talent and qualities and how we can develop them further. This is the 
university speaking and they even put in brown and black which i thought was really awesome too to represent all people and in same vein of pride month there's this awesome story i'll have to send you this uh later you guys but it's uh essentially a user known as Meman 17 wanted to display their pride for the whole neighborhood and i'm trying to figure out what city this was in but to see but their hometown home owners association was less than gay so quote our hoa decided last month that we're not allowed to fly the usa or excuse me we're only allowed to fly the usa flag and nothing else the day after the decision we receive an email that someone reported our pride flag and these guys had it up since 2016 and that we needed to take it down so we complied and removed the flag but looking through their new rules, this couple noticed that removable lights are permitted without restriction. So they bought six colored floodlights and we washed <laughs> our entire house in pride colors. And I will post this on tagspodcast.com because when I say it's washed, it's beautifully uplit in perfectly rainbowed colors. Um, a little less subtle than our simple flag, they write. A lot more fun for everyone complaining about the flag itself. And I just think, wow, that is so cool. Here it is. They they complied with the HOA, and but then found a caveat that no one said anything about lights. And Lincoln, it reminded me a little bit about your LED lights that you have in your apartment that are so beautiful, like that you put up sometimes. Yeah. When I, I was in California, Peter actually sent me the article you're talking about. Oh, okay. And what did you like, think Let's of that? Let's do this in that. California. It reminded me of the white house during the Obama administration. Remember when yeah, they that's did a that? good visual. That's Absolutely. exactly what it looks like. And I think it's great. You know, there's a lot of loopholes these days in all policy. Anytime someone comes after me with policy, I know there's a loophole. So <laughs> there you go. This. Yeah, I went, I was flying actually to California and one of the flight attendants was very much about policy when it had to do with salty pretzel stain in her carrier. Okay. And it's like, no, it's a new policy. They have to be in their carrier the whole time. And I'm like, no, it actually says on the website only when you're going to the bathroom or coming onto the plane. It could be no, the policy, you know. So I sat with my carrier on my lap the whole time flying to California because oh as long as she's in the carrier, everything could be fine. And Pretzel hates being in the carrier. So she's. But at least she was on your lap. At least she right? was on my lap and I was petting her. So it was fine. But yes, when anyone comes at me with policy, I'm, I'm going to shine a gay pride flag on them or something <laughs> yeah right it's just symbolism and it's wonderful and yeah. i don't know why we're so surprised because that was a good example of the white house but also christmas time i mean look at how people go crazy yeah. uh, i'm sure in your neck of the woods jeremy you'll see a lot oh of, yeah they go yeah. nuts right okay well i don't know if you guys know and it but this over the course of the weekend the saturday uh jan june 12th Pulse Nightclub, remember the Pulse Nightclub shooting? Mm -hmm. How could we forget? Yes. Had their five-year five anniversary. And the one good thing that came out of it was the U.S. Senate passed a bill to make Pulse a national memorial, which is really, I think, pretty awesome. Senator Rick Scott, a Republican, actually, introduced the Senate bill, and it recognizes the anniversary of the shooting in which 49 lives were lost. 
Uh, and this tragedy, which a gunman targeted LGBT, the LGBTQ nightclub in Orlando, and Orlando, like I said, unfolded June 12th in 2016. So a companion House bill was led by Representative Darren Soto and passed the House on May 12th. So I think that this is really, really awesome uh, that, you know, they're doing that and they're actually enacting this. Um, but there's still more work to be done. I mean, I know, Jeremy, you remember it was 2016. You and I were doing a fashion show at the Eagle mm-hmm. on that very. And it was just tragic. When What was your first thoughts uh, when you heard about the monument um, and then that memory that we had? It definitely it was a tragic, terrible memory. And it just like put a damper on for a long while, just everything uh, going on in the community and just the new occurrences and things like that. And so I love that this is taking place now. And I'm really excited that the administration has changed and just everything is slowly but surely on the up and up. Yeah, I know, Lincoln, you know, it's great that there's a monument, but here we are in America where there's just so many shootings just this year. I think we're up to just this weekend. Yes. Yeah. There was a huge one in Austin again. And it seems like it's a weekly occurrence. What do you say about a monument, but just opposed to the massive shootings that we're seeing? I mean, my God. Well, I think there are two different conversations because we should have every monument for everything that's happened. I, I'm a firm believer in not taking down a statue, of putting up a plaque next to the statue that says this statue is up because this person did all these great things, but at the same time, they also owned slaves and they did all these horrible things. And thank God we've come so far from that. And we put up this statue and we put up this plaque so that we don't forget our history because if we forget it or tear it down, we will repeat it. So I'm big on a memorial, I'm big on a statue and I'm big on a plaque and education, the more the better, which is why Berlin is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. Because you can't spit without hitting a monument. Don't spit on a monument. But (laughs) you can't look right or left without seeing a monument of something that was either done wrong or done right. And and I think those are all, you know, I'm, I'm up for that. As far as the shootings that are still going on, I mean... I, 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 you know, I have the opinion of everyone else. It shouldn't happen. And, and I personally think the invention of the gun was the worst invention of mankind. So yeah, I've said that forever, like the, the power to be able to do away with someone because you disagree with them by shooting a device at them is just insane. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm big, I'm a very big anti-gun person to begin with. So yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of um, kind of what you were alluding to. But in regards to Berlin, yeah, and even with the Holocaust, there's a monument to the the gays that were suffered. Have you seen that? I have. That monument? Brilliant. uh, A triangle that's uh, tilted, um, and it's really beautiful, and I believe it's in Tiergarten's park if you haven't seen it it's just a great history lesson so monuments actually can have a significant just be significant to all Mm -hmm. they can be a teaching moment and i think that for that regard i'm very happy about it but yes what we're seeing is 
you know, it's just getting worse. And uh, I don't know. And I something just, that we need I mean, more laws. Not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, but something people have said is that since Biden was elected, so many more shootings have been happening. And I think a big reason for that is we were in shelter in place for so long that that is why it has really amped up more than a Democrat being elected president. But it it is a mess no matter what. And I don't know what the solution is. I do know one solution is to put back the laws that restricted firearms that could kill a million people in one minute that became out of date um, I believe during the Bush administration and we haven't been able to put them back on the books. So I do think there yeah. are restrictions that have expired that need to be pa- be put back on the books because no one should be carrying around a device that could kill 20 people in 30 seconds. I mean, that's just hello, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I think and, we're preaching know, to the choir here in a way. So. Yeah. Speak, you know, I'm just going to stay on this vein. I was going to go in a different direction, but there's a therapist who was talking about hate crimes, and I'd love to get your guys's to weigh in on this. Stu Fenton, he's a former porn star, actually. Nothing is more attractive than compassion, they write here on Metro Source. We have all our faults, but when we see beyond them, we can truly connect with the flawed yet fabulous individuals within. And therapy is codified approach to assessing our issues, but it is far more effective if your therapist has wrestled with the same struggles you encounter. And that's why this guy, Stu Fenton, might just be the ideal counselor for the queer community. Quote, the first time I took ecstasy, it was very romantic, gushes Fenton. He goes on to describe the dovetailing of dependence and devotion, becoming deeply involved with a substance user, as well as his partner's drug of choice. Quote, I fell in love with him. He introduced me to escorting. He introduced me to speed, intravenous use of speed. It was a larger-than-life lifestyle that led to a career in his adult film industry. And he essentially is now a therapist, helping people with drug addiction and and so forth. So I think he's the perfect guy for that. But in a recent video that I was watching him, he was asked about hate crimes and where he thinks why so much of hate crimes are on the rise right now, particularly towards our LGBTQ community. And one of the reasons he gave was he because of more visibility that he's that are seen by our community now from TV shows to mm-hmm. every aspect of our community is much more and more visible. He thinks that's why we become a target because for homophobic people, it's rubbing, I guess it's pushing their buttons, but I don't know, Jeremy, do you, do you agree with that? Um, because if that were the case, then more visibility, I thought more visibility meant can also mean more acceptance. I think it's like a double-edged sword, to be honest. So I somewhat agree with that. And then I also think a lot of it, the hate's been there. It's just now there are so many facets of uh, forms in how to get your message out there and spread it via online. And I mean, protesting has always been a thing, but now there are so many different outlets, even in technology, to get out uh just spreading hate and negative messages and uh, talking behind a screen and all of that. So I think the exposure, while it is great, can 
caused some of that to also happen and come out of the woodwork. But I also think a lot of it has always been there. And so I kind of agree and disagree at the same time. I think it, it's a little bit of both sides. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think it, it could be a combination of both. I mean, Lincoln, you know, just recently to Stu's point, and kind of what Jeremy's talking about too, there was a recent, um, on the beach in Long Beach, California, a, uh, what do you call it, when li- a lifeguard station that was burned down and it was painted in the rainbow flag. And so the city has put it erupt, uh, put it back up, which is very nice. But clearly they think it was stemmed from a hate crime, visibility. And who's to say that our earlier story, if somebody were, were to light up their house, that someone's not going to you know, burn down someone's house. Or, I mean, I think it happened to Matthew Camp, we reported on just not right. that long ago. And it was yeah. truly a hate crime, simply because they knew, somebody knew, Matthew Camp lived in that house. And we're pretty certain it was because of hate. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this kind of complicated issue? Well, I don't. I, I don't think that more visibility equals acceptance. I, I strongly disagree with that. I think it's the exact opposite because we saw a lot of visibility about. Trump. Do you agree then with Stu Fenton? Is that more visibility equals more hate? No, I just don't think it guarantees acceptance because okay. we saw a lot of visibility for Trump twenty twenty. Did that make you accept it more because you saw it more? Right. It, it didn't so, mean, but it did. Erupt. Do you know what I mean? It just made but me go, "Oh on my the, god!" On, there's yeah. more people out there that think this. They need. They need to to find what I consider the truth. But if they're only watching certain news things and going on certain websites that this is their truth, and that's getting more traction and more visibility, it almost gives it more um, vi- uh, vital. Not. Uh, makes it more viable, makes it more, does that make it more true? More, I mean, there's, how many people are there that don't think Joe Biden's president because this the election was stolen? That has a lot of visibility to a lot of people and they all think they're right. So I don't think things like that equal understanding or acceptance or um, positive change all the time. And there's a third, I, th- I think, kind of what you're saying when you mentioned Trump and Trumpism and the level of hatred that we've seen just in general, not just towards our community, that has erupted in the last four, now five years of just hatred and divisiveness that is seen. And it's, and uh, I think you were saying, Jeremy, just behind the screen, people feeling that it's okay to say what you want and, and, and then, of course, that I think it's giving people a license now mm-hmm. to act out. And so if your thing is homophobia, you're going right. to probably act out. But to the point of visibility, I think it can make some of those people, you know, it's like flashing something that it's a red flag to these people and it's just giving them more license to. Yeah. But in other cases, it's just a, this this acceptance that it's okay to just lash out and say what you want and and go after people now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. But um, anyways, I'll post this article about Stu Fenton because I think he is. Um, I, I love it when somebody can take 
something like his drug addiction and to him how it led to his porn career and now he can kind of counsel people because what better he's a perfect person for this absolutely yeah it's great kudos and happy pride to Stu fenton taking a quick break to hear from our sponsor manscaped a little quick conversation with my friend steve mead as this sunday is father's day happy father's day all right. Well, I'm super excited to talk to my friend, uh, LGBTQ plus ally for so long, Steve Mead. How you doing? I am well. How are you, Steve? Re- doing really good. And you know, Father's Day is just around the corner and mm-hmm. you have a daughter. First of all, what is your favorite thing about being a dad? Oh my gosh. Um, getting hugs from my daughter without question. And the time we spend together and the special things you see um, every day, every single day. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And happy Father's Day in advance. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, as a dad, um, obviously you have a career. I know you're very athletic. And uh, so keeping up you know, appearance is probably maybe not the first thing on your list always, but I know you recently uh, got the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, um, as a busy guy, did you, what did you think about it? Did it help? It's actually, uh, I've used other products in the past. It genuinely is the best product ever for be- taking care of everything south of the belly button. Um, you get <laughs> nicks, you get um, things with other products that you just have to navigate through. I'm also a cyclist and we have to keep things really tidy. And so it really genuinely helps. Um, you, uh, it, it has everything you can need for going south of the border, it, even, even a light on it to help you navigate through. So I couldn't give it a higher rating. I love it. I love, I'm glad you said that I know you were a cyclist. And mm-hmm. one of the things I was going to ask you, is it because the lawnmower 4.0 allows you to kind of customize your trim through mm-hmm. additional guard lengths, and they've got mm-hmm. like sizes one through four, is mm-hmm. being like a cyclist, is it better to be like have no hair down there? Or is it better to have it like trimmed? It's a personal preference from person to person. I go for pretty close to nothing um, on there. And if you go when you're doing long distance and you're in there for hours at a time, you everybody has their own style or comfort level. Um, I just go all the way, and it's just much more comfortable because you've got a whole tight. You got you know cycling's that's the one area that cycling is not fun. <laughs> so yes, I can, and I'm not sure if you got the manscaped boxers as well. I did. A cool thing about those, they're anti-chafing. I wear them actually when I work out, and but oh. I imagine they might be good uh, for I don't know if cycling, but at least for you know some of your exercising. So keep oh, that no. in mind. I will do. Thank you, sir. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. It was great catching up with you. And listen, have a happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you very much. All the best. Great to hear from my friend Steve and happy I'm going to see him in a couple weeks when I get to the Bay Area, California. But listen, listen up. You can get 20% off. Get your dad, your father's or your daddy, as I like to call it, a gift this weekend. You still have got time. Father's Day is this Sunday. You know you can get 20% off by just using our promo code, being a TAGS listener. Go to manscaped.com. Use our promo code at checkout, TAGS, T-A-G-S, and get 20% off plus free shipping. Yup, let me repeat that. Father's Day is this Sunday. You still got time. But in general, you can go to manscaped.com, 
Use our promo code at checkout, TAGS, T-A-G-S. Get 20% off and free shipping. Again, manscaped.com. There, you may have heard of this next story, how um, the new Apple app policy raises alarm for Grindr users and Scruff. So listen up, y'all, who are on the apps on Scruff and you, this might affect you. Uh, Scruff has already been hit by app store censorship. And who's to say that it and Grindr won't be hit again? Apple apparently has said this. On Monday, last Monday, June 8th, Apple announced its iOS 15 operating system at, at the WWDC 2021 event as part of the opening keynote speech. Apple shared that it's not only releasing new features for its products, but also new guidelines. And under this review guidelines, it's clarifying some earlier contested and confusing issues. Uh, Overtly sexual or pornographic material defined by Webster's Dictionary as explicit descriptions or displays of sexual organs or activities intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. And so they're writing in this article, this includes hookup apps that may include pornography or be used to facilitate prostitution. So already these words are reminiscent of other moments of online censorship. And Scruff got into trouble with Apple in 2019 after it was viewed as not fitting content policies. But then Scruff released a message to users that profile photo guidelines have had been tightened. I know this personally because I every time I'm only on Scruff and whenever I try and update my profile picture and it could just it's always just a torso picture and it's always up for review and then it often gets like taken down like no not that doesn't get approval. And I'm like, my, my picture is so much more tame than 95 other guys' <laughs> pictures on this. Why am I? But I think it's like an algorithm type thing that, and because they got in trouble for this, that they're hyper looking at the review section when you change your picture, particularly if it happens to be shirtless. So anyways, quote, all gay and queer apps must enforce app store content policies or risk being removed from the app store altogether. And this, uh, like I said, it happened with Scruff. Had this removal been permanent, he wrote, it would have been devastating to our company and our community. Um, But it kind of reminds me of Craigslist. Do you guys remember that in 2018? Yes. Yeah. Congress passed this bill. Um, Essentially, they said it was for stopping sex traffickers. uh, uh, But it, for anybody putting up personals, um, this was how a lot of people like hooked up or I know a lot of people met people for exchange for money, prostitution, but it was, and so all that got taken down. Um, I don't know. Do you think this Lincoln is censorship or coming down on our community? What's your thoughts on this? And Well, I, my question is, does it, also apply to Tinder and all that stuff. Yes, I believe it's they're only listing these. Yeah, it's not yeah. gay centric. So no, it's I not gay centric. Yeah, however, it's it, yeah, but, but, but censorship in general towards sex, you know, and and getting yeah, hooking up. Yeah, but then the conversation is like, what if the kids see it, right? Which I hate that 
conversation because um, I'm an adult and I live in an adult world. So um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that. It's, it's a private platform and it's, it's, it's like Tumblr. Tumblr used to be the best porn on the internet and then a law passed and now Tumblr is basically Pinterest. Yeah, Jeremy, when Apple says that Apple shared the policy and said that it wasn't meant to attack legitimate dating platforms, so they're essentially saying uh, it wasn't meant to attack, you know, Grindr, Scruff, perhaps Tinder, but instead the policy change is meant to prevent apps from presenting as uh, from presenting as dating apps while working as at as hubs for prostitution or human trafficking. Um, I don't know. What do you, do you believe all that? And, or do you think it's censorship? I mean, I think it's just, they're just wasting their time on things that don't really like make much difference. If you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you uploading that picture. I just think that certain things they should leave alone and worry about more important things to do with the, functionality of their apps that they have present rather than uh, weeding out and filtering certain content that is uploaded to the platforms. And I mean, we've talked about it in the past, like cyberbullying and things like that. I feel like they need to get a lot better with that censorship rather than based off of public nudity or just self, pictures that you take of yourself that you want somewhere and and you're proud of what you worked for whatever it is whatever it may be and then they have like terrible censorship for cyberbullying and calling people ugly and fat and useless and just i could go on and on for days i'm so glad you brought that up too because instead of focusing on we talk so much about people being targeted on the apps by homophobic, again, homophobic predators. We were just talking, I think last week, another example uh, on Tags Live, we were talking about targeting gays in Atlanta and taking them to certain parks and Mm -hmm. if not uh, just horrific acts, taking their money, uh, stealing from them, these gay guys. And so... I wish a little bit more emphasis was placed on these apps to take some action towards those kinds of things then, because I think I gave a good example of actually going on there when I rarely do. I always say I'm rarely, rarely on the app. So I'm pretty bored when I'm on there. So I'm like, Hey, let me change my picture. (laughs) And so here I changed my picture and it's (laughs) like this most basic shirtless shot where you can see I'm wearing a pair of shorts underneath and it's nine times out of 10, I have to keep uploading a different one to see which one takes. And it couldn't be more (laughs) basic than, and I'm looking at so many of the other pictures. So if that's their tightening up, I'm not sure that it's really working, but we do know because we report on this podcast all the time of the horrible atrocities that are going on of people you know, it's not always the the app, um, the people that run these apps fault, but there should be a better way to mo- to monitor people and find the ones that are 
predators towards our community that are often murdering people within our community. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's it does seem like a misfire of what you're aiming at. I mean, I'm sure they're doing it for a specific reason, but like you legal, said, legal. I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, and how how do you really get around it? Yeah. And I yeah. would say your loophole in this situation is just put a mesh tank top on. <laughs> there you go. Which you know there I have a go. couple. Yeah. And that'll That's get accepted, good. I'm sure. Right. I hope so. Through the algorithms, right? That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> good idea, Jeremy. Always There's got the your shining mode. rainbow lights. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay, so there's a new report out. Uh, HIV is no longer a death sentence, but decades-old stigma persists. Um, so in 20... 20- 14, DeAndre Moore, who was 19 at the time, decided to get an HIV test while he and his friends were at a nightclub in Houston. Moore wanted his friends to get tested, so he knew that the best way to do so was to lead by example and get a test. Well, he was tested earlier that year and had recently been in what he thought was a monogamous relationship with a man he was in love with. However, he tested positive and then went back and got another test by another source and was truly positive. Moore said he made up Moore said he made up a whole scenario in his head about why he thought the test result was wrong, but like I said, he then went and got another test. Misinformation and stigma persist in part because of poor sex education across the country, said Jay Morris McCants. Director of HIV and Health Equity at Human Rights Campaign. He noted that young people ages 13 to 24 are overrepresented in new HIV diagnoses, with the age group making up 21% of the category in 2018, according to the CDC. Young gay and bi men account for 83% of all new diagnoses in the age group, and young Black, gay, and bisexual men make up 42% of new diagnoses among young queer people. So it does beg the question, like, wow, here we are now, and there's, why are so many young people not getting the message, and why are so many black, gay, and brown um, people making up 40, 42% of new diagnoses. And Jeremy, I couldn't help but think, because I know you watched Pose, and in Pose, the final two episodes, they had a whole thing about ACT UP and how there was a white kid in, and this is like the late 90s or mid-90s mm-hmm. when the episode is supposed to take place, and a white kid is in the hospital and tells Blanca that he got on this new cocktail and all of a sudden he had thrush before, but he's doing great. And she's like, how did you get on this test? I thought it was only in certain subgroups. And he's like, I don't know. I just asked. And that leads to her whole finding out that there's only two people of color that got on this study. And then of course they get pray tell and on and on. I'm sure you guys watched it, but here, that was supposed to be in the mid-90s. Here we are now, today, still seeing that 42% of new diagnoses are among Black, Latin, gay, and bisexual men. Does that surprise you that we are still seeing this, that not much has changed? It does. I just It surprises me just because it's been so long now, uh, and it's just, it's very sad, and uh, I think... 
I'm just kind of like surprised that it's not different from the, so long ago at this point. Yeah, I agree. And Lincoln, I mean, what's your thoughts on this? That, you know, why isn't the messaging getting across? I mean, I know you're not a scientist here, but if you were to just reflect a little bit on why isn't the, why is so many young people not getting this message? Because I think our bubbles are pretty thick. You know, if you're in New York Mm -hmm. City or if you're in Boston or San Francisco or I think that the messaging is getting across, but in, in less, less of our community areas, you know what I mean? I don't think it's out there. And I still think it's a very different experience for a black person to come out as gay as it is a white person or a Latin person, or mm-hmm. I think it's just a different experience across the board. It, it's economical. It, it's, it's economics. It's geographic. It's um, people are still scared I mean, we're, we're talking about people's houses being burned down for a gay flag, right? Right. right. So how is that mentality going to – where is the surprise if a, if a whole different bubble of people aren't getting the right education, let alone our healthcare system? Right. Yeah. You know, didn't we talk about on a show not too long ago about a gay doctor versus a non-gay doctor or – we yeah. did, right? We yeah, saying, what do you like, prefer? Yeah, and, and if you're some 17-year-old kid who's going to their family doctor, no matter what nationality or you're, you know, you are, are you being talked to about prep at an early age? Are you being talked to, you know, so mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me. While while, you know, especially now people are so in their phones and they're so in their bubble of where they get their news or or where mm-hmm. they are. So no, it doesn't surprise me. That's yeah. sad, but it doesn't surprise me. Hopefully, though, with more, I mean, with shows like this, and we were just talking about on Tags Live the other day about a new program that these two guys started called MISTR, M-I-S-T-R, that if you don't have health insurance, they you can go on to MISTR.com and they will help you get prep, get on a prep, and they will also send you the HIV test kits that you need to have to get re-upped on your medication, which I think is really good that you, it's like an in-home kit. And for people that A, don't, aren't confident or don't have access to health insurance or talking to their doctor, if you're young and maybe you don't have, you're not comfortable at that stage, this would be at least one thing that is good, you know, but I'm sure like a lot of the, uh, resources that we talk with, it probably comes in discrete packaging. I know there's some loopholes for a lot of people out there that even that could be a, um, a trigger. Um, but there are some, I hope the more we have conversations about this though, that people find some resources, um, because yeah, we need to get back to the HIV epidemic. Um, now that we're, well, things are opening up. I also up. think that things like like pose really bring that to the front of the line. And I yes. think that that's fantastic because no matter what, there was an entire generation lost yes, because of AIDS and HIV and a lost generation doesn't have a huge voice because <laughs> no. it's lost. You know it's, what I mean? So, yes, I think so good for bringing that up. Right, Jeremy. I mean that 
those Definitely. last two episodes did such a good job of if you didn't know um oh my gosh i was crying for the whole two hour finale but it was beautiful um and enlightening and happy in the end but yeah so check that out for sure um okay cool i love it uh, shout out actually to abni uh abni d we'll call him abni d just became um our new patreon subscriber he be subscribed at the twink tier that's right we've got virgin twink um <laughs> all kinds of fun t- um on our patreon you get things like our after show our dark and dirty show twice a month and some other fun perks. You can subscribe and find out more about joining our extra special VIP community while supporting Tags Podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Um, yes, and I think we are good. I want to thank you guys so much. This is thanks for getting into it. There's a lot. I do want to do there. one one other little yeah. shout out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Someone who listens to the podcast. He just turned 21 years old. His name's Jared Schwartz, and he is the son of my high school best friend, my intermediate and high school best friend. His father and I were Boy Scouts together, and he um, is came into the bakery on Saturday. It's the first time I met him face to face. And he's an inspiring, wonderful, young gay guy who has the whole world at his fingertips. And he was so excited about the podcast and seeing the bakery and meeting me and all of that. So I wanted to say the next generation. Yeah. The next generation is coming and I hope he gets back to New York sooner than later. I love that. Happy 21st birthday too. And happy pride. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Well, you can always DM us, um, ask for sex advice or relationship advice. Follow us at Tags Podcast and DM us. But follow Jeremy Ross Lopez on Instagram at J Ross Lopez at J Ross Lopez. In Lincoln, he's got two. It's at for his protein bakery at Protein Bakery. And I'm also at Mad Lincoln, at Mad Lincoln. Thanks, guys. This has been so much fun. Thank Very you. Fun. All we'll right. See you we'll soon. Absolutely. Thank you.